Welcome to a Drop Ten Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining another episode of The Porcupine. Uh, I am Adam Nutter. What's going on? Thanks for coming and hanging and listening to my nonsense. Uh, real quick, off the bat, just some quick plugs out of the way from me. Uh, what today's date? Fucking 15. Oh, this Saturday, the 18th, I'll be uh, opening up for my boy, James Holiva, Lansdale, PA. Don't know where. Check my social media. I forgot. <laughs> Check my social media for that. Um, then the 30th of December, I'll be at uh, Rexy's in uh, West Collingswood, New Jersey. Uh, and that's it for the year 2021. I pretty much that's it. So I'll be hitting the road and everything hard in 2022. I've already some a bunch of stuff set up. Uh, Texas, New Hampshire, Florida, possibly Ohio. Uh, I wanted to say California, but eh, California kind of sucks dick right now. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to go there at all. Uh, this is band generators, which is crazy. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, also, if you guys want, it would be super cool if you went and bought a fucking porcupine shirt. Yeah, go check out that sweet merch. Get your own porcupine shirt or get your own very own disobey your local nutter artwork shirt from a top loss to himself. But if you just want the regular porcupine shirt, droptent.com slash store. Shirts are awesome. They are very super comfortable. I promise uh, I have them. <laughs> so go ahead get your very own porcupine shirt uh, again drop tent.com slash store uh and then follow me again at adam nutter and all the stuff and uh go check out my comedy podcast calls of us all right enough of that bullshit uh today on the episode bringing in my man from tennessee the one the only josiah Bar- baker everybody give it up yay <laughs> yeah i can hear my wife clapping in the background I know. Sometimes I I just want like a live studio audience just to, just for the fucking <laughs> Last intro, night. and then <laughs> that's it. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, and happy birthday for doing this on your birthday. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for reminding me. You reach a certain age and you just don't keep track. Yeah, I hit thirty five like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever, like the end of November, and then I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Like I just don't care. Like I like 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 you know, Pat Oswalt kind of has that joke where he's like. Like twenty one is like the last birthday you should celebrate, and then just after that, who gives a shit? You're an adult. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's like you celebrate five birthdays in your life. He's like the first one, double digits when you're eighteen and twenty one, and like that's it. I was like, that's actually not bad. <laughs> that should be like the yeah. End. I mean, I, I guess I guess it, it, you you kind of count down in reverse. You, I guess you get some people celebrate your death date. That's that's probably the actual thing that gets celebrated. Um, yeah, but that's, that's the of, least one. Kind of morbid to start with. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. that's the least one you want celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know the way the world keeps going. It might be I don't know. Looking forward to not to sound all black filled, but right. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll, we'll get right into how sad everything is. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, like California just banned power generators, which is fucking. We crazy. we so you know you you bring that up. New York's been that way. Um, proper Manhattan. We used to do tours. We would go through, and I mean, you already can't get buses down in there. It's a nightmare, mm-hmm. and you have to like. There's a Walmart across the river or whatever you. A guy, you pay him a hundred bucks, and he takes your gear and drops you off downtown. We used to do the bandwagon tours, and when they outlawed generators, dude, like everything spoils, including everyone's bodies. It's just, it's, it's horrific. It makes no sense. But... Oh, dude, I mean, I'm from Staten Island, wearing the hat. 
So I, uh, I, I, I get it. <laughs> um, I'm a New Yorker. I was born, you know, born and raised there. I, I live in PA now. But uh, the thing with the thing with that, which by the way, of course, is bullshit, right? Banning generators in Manhattan's fucking nonsense. But like, at least with that, is like you don't. There's no room. Like it's not like in California where they banned it for the. It's not like they banned it in LA. Like the state yeah. of California, <laughs> which has mostly woods and people not living on top of each other, besides like three cities, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, so they can't have a generator to fucking farm uh, to uh, power themselves in case of a fucking earthquake or hurt or whatever the fuck they get out there. Not hurricane, but whatever or, tsunamis or, or, or their their <laughs> annual blackout power outages because you know they don't have enough. You know that's yeah. It's it seems like people that really they they love no sense or, or commands that make no sense and well i mean it's clearly like uh just a push for more control right i mean they want you to be completely reliant on the state like i even heard like a, a band even like power generation for, like rvs that you bring on rvs and shit like that like you can't like do any like it's, it's like dude I are, are they trying wait. to encourage fires <laughs> forest yes. fires yeah they i think that's fire? part of their economy as far as fires <laughs> it's like movies <laughs> Forest fires and I think pedophilia. That's the three things they they thrive on out In there. No specific order. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just like I can't. I'm telling my wife this at dinner. I'm like I can't wait for like L.A. and New York just to collapse in on themselves because they are just headed that way and it's gonna be so fucking good. It's gonna, I'm gonna feel so good about it, dude. I, I talk to a lot of people and I feel like a lot of your big cities, man. If anything, COVID has done is it's been like a big squeeze. Like I'm a visual guy, so I picture just making your own orange juice. You squeeze that thing, and the the juice, which is all you really want out of the fruit, disperses everywhere else, and that's what's happened everywhere, man. Yeah, you're not in New York. I can't tell you how many friends I've had come to Tennessee, and they're like, the whole business model of moving into, you know, L.A. or New York or even Chicago. That's like 50 year ago business model when you had to make it before (laughs) Al Gore invented the internet. You know, and <laughs> thank you, Al Gore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's an inconvenient <laughs> truth. It, it, it is funny, man. Like people started to realize, wait, why am I doing this? Why am I subjecting myself to this horrible life of constant urine odor and stepping on needles? And which, if that's your thing, whatever. But yeah, dude, I've, I've not been back to LA or California in general since my last tour. And I don't. Unless it's absolute necessity, I don't see why I would go back. I mean, I have a lot of friends there, but that's about it. Yeah, the the last time I was in California was like 2017 or 18. I was out there for comedy. You know, just like a whole week I was out there. And uh, it was nice because, you know, it was free. And like yeah. California is <laughs> cool. Like, I, st- I guess that's a bummer too about what they're doing. That's probably one of the coolest aesthetic states we have in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're man, ruining that like, for the whole country. <laughs> it sucks. It's one of those places too. Whenever you'd roll in and you'd be doing a show or something, the guest list is as long as your leg. You don't make any money, but then half the people go to you for the guest list because they're like, "Dude, I get invited. Somebody's playing every single night. I'm gonna lose money going to free shows for paying for parking and transit." And yeah, but but it was. It's always one of those. You know, I always have a place in my heart for the industry hub and you know stuff there but it's just depressing man it's really depressing to see i think i think uh today i just saw uh what's his name one of those not quite boomer con calls himself libertarian guys podcast host he just announced he's leaving oh ruben. i should remember 
Yeah, Ruben just Ruben, announced. Ruben, Ruben just yeah, said. Yeah, he's leaving uh, for Florida. Mm-hmm. And he stayed for a long haul, man. He stayed for the pipe dream of Larry Elder, our Christ and Savior. <laughs> we'll get him. And everybody knew it was a, that was that was Joe Namath in the fourth quarter throwing a long ball and, and clearly didn't work. I don't know why you'd stay, man. Well, well, that's that. I mean, unless you're you're so like uh, again, unless you're part of the 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 cathedral out there, you know, where you're like yeah. some blue pill celebrity, where you're like, because that's I mean, that's the other thing too. Like all these fucking blue pill celebrities, they legitimately don't like they're retarded, right? So they don't understand like the true like burden that this is putting on people because they're rich. So like, well, mm-hmm. why would you like? Who cares? Wear a mask. It's like you're in a multi million dollar mansion. Suck my dick. Who the fuck are you to talk like that to the regular person? Like it's it's oh, so out of touch. It's so out of touch. It's, so like, but like when Rogan left, and now like you know all these people are especially that's the thing too. A lot of these moderate, quote unquote celebrity, whatever the fuck you want to call them, even they're like, yeah, I think I'm gonna leave. <laughs> like like I was with you for even like the shot and the mask stuff and the vaccine, but even those people are like, uh, I don't want to wear a mask again if I'm vaccine three times. You know, even those people like that's what I'm saying. So like, what's the push? Like, what is the line that people finally just go like? Okay, fuck this. Like, even like the most fucking left leaning person, what's their line? Or is there never a line for them? I guess that's my question. You know, like, mm. I don't know. It's so what, what I've noticed a lot of people too are starting to look at their bottom line because it's not like for people that like that love a tax base, a lot of your robust tax base is leaving by the droves of the state that already operates off a deficit January 1. And it being an entertainment hub, I used to go out there to Anaheim for NAM conference every year, which is like ten million John Stamos lookalikes walking around that used to make music in the eighties, and it's it's the big, I guess, Comic Con for the music industry where all the new products unveiled and all that stuff. Okay, used used to go to that. Canceled it two years ago. They canceled it again this year, and I got a lot of friends that are in that industry that are like on the board or do inventory, and they're like, dude controlling finance officers just made like bank for the company and all the companies started looking and going, Whoa, we're selling more product now during COVID than we ever did before. We have zero overhead for expenditures for all these events and all these conferences. Why were we even doing that in the past? We have the internet. And so now all these huge companies are really starting to evaluate. Why did we even bother doing that? Which it's nice. You know, it's, I guess it's nice for if you're the, CEO or CFO of a humongous organization, you know, it's nice to see that bottom line, but there's another big squeeze coming for all those industry cats that have been doing it for 20 or 30 years. And they're going to get replaced by literally a realization that there's not a necessity for it. You know, I have, I have a, I have a buddy of mine. He's a comic. I, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to fuck up his gig like his shit. But like, he's a super <laughs> handsome guy, like tall, like you know, mixed race, like dude. Uh, which I probably just gave it away right there. So who knows? Like, he knows who I'm talking about. Anyway, sorry, but I still won't say your name. Uh, but uh, he, I was doing a show with him recently, and you know, he's uh, he's a very free thinker. I, I, he's not a libertarian, but like, he's you know aligns with a lot of what we like he's not a democrat or republican but he's more of an independent guy but he's like yeah fuck all this shit he's like all about crypto all about that stuff and he was like he does commercials like for like lows mm-hmm. and like he's a model for like all those companies and stuff like that and he's like i kind of forced myself to get the vaccine because he's like you cannot 
they don't even he's like the question that all these fucking producers and, and, and casting directors ask you now the first thing they go you vaccinated like he's like he's like they don't care about your age height race weight credibility they're like are you vaccinated <laughs> right yeah. any of it so he's like i kind of did it because like i didn't you know he's like i don't want to stop what i built up for i'm like i get it dude i mean i do understand like that like it's fucked up and that's what we were both talking about like it's fucked up how they made him do that in a way where i didn't make him do anything i understand that and people would be like don't make him i i get it i get it chill they didn't <laughs> just, make him right they didn't make him but like he's like hey i'm making money i'm trying to support my fucking daughter you know he's like comedy you know for him doesn't always pay the bills and stuff like that so he's like i did it to better my fucking family's life and i i that's a rough fucking decision to make you know and like i get it i do get it but it's fucked up that he got something that he didn't want to get <laughs> because he, he wouldn't be able to be a model at a Lowe's commercial anymore. Dude, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't fault anybody. Like, I do find it. it it's groupthink is something libertarians love to point and scoff at, and then yeah. not realize that oxymoronically they're doing the same thing. <laughs> we are the and, biggest group thinkers out there. <laughs> and, and it's like, look at that guy for not being principled. Not not daring to step in his shoes and look through life through his lens and his unique circumstances. And that's why, like, you know, it's everybody make their individual choice. I'm agnostic. That's my official stance is I'm agnostic. Hey, I, I don't care. You do you, man. I'm good. I've already had it. I'm good. I just finished the new Rogan Doctor Whatever His Faces episode that came out today that everybody's been blowing up my phone. Bro, you got to check this out. Signals blowing up. Discord's blowing up. <laughs> I think somebody dropped off a letter at my house about it before I got home. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah like I got it. Like, the British are coming. They're really running down your street. Like the fucking Rogan had the doctor on. Rogan had the doctor on. Dude, but, I, I love Rogan, but oh, sometimes it just it, it wears me out. I get very well, tired. I did see the clip. I didn't watch the episode yet, but I did see the clip of that doctor being like, we were talking about this in 2019 or 2017 or 2016. Like they yeah, had comments. Yeah. Like, he's like, they straight up said what they were going to do. He's like, I have all the proof. Like that was crazy. I mean, this is shit we all said a year ago anyway. Like we all knew it. We just couldn't prove it. <laughs> and now like a year later, all the proof is there. And still people are like, nope, nope. No, that's why I love that meme where it's, the, it's like, you know, it's, it's the meme where there's two buttons and the guy's like sweating. And, oh, two yeah. button, and the two buttons say uh, admit I was lied to or take the fifth booster shot. <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, it's such a, and it's one of those conversations like I'm so callous to having a conversation anymore. It's almost like playing a game of Mad Libs with someone <laughs> where I can just replace their name and have the exact same conversation and I already know. You know, there occasionally you'll come across, and this, this goes for here vaccine religion libertarianism why pineapple should be on pizza whatever you're gonna find you know i would say if you get a 10 percent return on at least someone going huh then you've done good i mean you just you you only got so many calories in a day i mean i'm a yeah. whopping 34 today you know, but i've lived in lemmy years so that's like 79 and i'm <laughs> like you know you've only got so many calories so many hours in a day I look at people and you just got to assess it on the fly and be like, I'm good. You know, I don't have to stop everybody from walking in traffic. It's, you know, no dude, you're right. And I think, um, the closer and closer I got to like, uh, like, uh, you know, like the tower guys, like tower gang guys, like Jose. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, like we're in a group chat together, like me and all these guys. And like, we talk pretty much a lot every day and stuff. And, and like, I was just, uh, there, 
they kind of turned me on to being like, hey, stop arguing with idiots on Twitter who don't value your time. Yeah. Like, like, like just troll them because that's what they should be done to trolled because they're not like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I will have a conversation with anybody who genuinely wants to have a conversation with me and actually be earn, earnest and honest in what they want. But if you're just some commie or some fucking dumb fucking lefty or right winger who's like, you know, just spitting out their agenda and they don't really give a shit to say, I just constantly bombard them back with memes because I don't give a shit. Like, I don't give a shit about your time. I don't value your opinion. I don't value what you have to say because you're a cunt. So it's like, I'm just going to meme you to death until you quit this conversation. Or I block, but I block some people, but I mostly mute people and let them just scream into the void. And I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> Dude, I noticed like before you get into an argument I learned a long time ago, or this isn't anything. Go to the person's profile, see how many people are following them, see what they've been posting, and then you're like, okay, the Russian yeah. troll bots are true. Why am I bothering? You know, this, yes. you know, it's it's almost like those old conversations when you were a kid. You called the dirty number, and it would just give you automated voices giving generic responses. It's the same thing when you're arguing with somebody on the internet, and it just keeps going and going. And the next thing you know, you've you know wasted an hour, two hours, three hours. It's, I mean, not to say that I don't fall prey to that sometimes, because, you know, every now and then you got to work out that muscle of, I don't know. I think that's just me justifying still enjoying arguing with people. But, you know, you uh, sharpen, I guess iron sharpens iron, but I don't know. I'm I'm too old. I feel I feel too old for this. So, sometimes. like, uh Top top lobster was going back and forth today against this, this, this guy. He named himself the Blue Line Anarchist. And he, the guy's just a fucking asshole. And, like, he has, like, 44 followers. Like, like no one. And, you know, and then, you know, top shitting on him. And I just posted a meme under their argument being like, oh, it sounds like bootlicker shit to me. And then, like, he quote tweets my thing, like, trying to shit on me. And he got no engagement. And I waited, like, a while. And I just put, like, a, a gif of crickets chirping under that. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like, I don't care what yeah. you have to say. The other big thing, on because I'm a comic, and people... This is this is how unoriginal and just uncreative like most people are, and like they they just don't understand the world I'm in. Like I'm, I get roasted and roast other comics all the time. Like I am in the fire of getting insulted and being the insultee or whatever. You know, like I get that world. So these people come hit me with like you know, oh, you're not funny. What Good a great, one. you got me. <laughs> or like, How long have you been probably, refining that one? You know? Right. Like, oh, your shows probably suck. Oh, man, I guess I won't be able to feed my family now because you said my shows <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit, guy. Like, you're not coming to my shows anyway. Like, you think I'm relying on you? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Like, Dude, that's another thing. That's a perfect example of your battles, to put it in Sunday school terms. Um, yeah. You know, assessing assessing the relational value this person actually has you know is this actually going to affect me in any way is this going to undermine my energy or ability to earn a living or do i just really need to do i do i just have some emotional diarrhea i need to just let out right now you know to keep my own sis because that sometimes that is man some, it, you can explode on the person bagging your groceries too slow and you don't know why you did that and then you're like oh wait you know i've i've been sleeping two hours a night or you know you've got your own issues so occasionally your 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 life will send you those signals of do i need to get it out do i not need to get it out 
how do I evaluate that? And I mean, I understand Twitter's that for a lot of people, you know, for me, I just, I couldn't, it, it absorbed too much time. I started noticing I, in, in real world, you know, I was like from actual relationships, actual doing some work and then doing stuff in the community. And I just had to step back and be like, you know what? I run a few pages. That's all I need to do. And uh, I had to get rid of it. So I commend all you, all you warriors of the Twitter sphere before the, <laughs> before the great new purge with the new CEO. So, Dude, I lost so many followers in the last, like uh, the two weeks ago one. I was like 60 overnight because there's so many accounts got fucking. Oh, so they yeah. did purge all the white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 funny how you like you see like so the first purge was like all like conservative like GOP accounts, right? That was like the first purge. Then the second purge was like more of those, but also like a lot of libertarian ones. You're like, huh? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah. Am I next. <laughs> but Dilly, I also wouldn't have Twitter necessarily like if I didn't do comedy and stuff like that, like or this, I, I probably wouldn't even have social media. Yeah, dude, it's a different marketplace. It's a, um, I think it took a while to, for people to figure out that. I mean, you got, got you had guys like Dane that figured it out back on the Boomer MySpace days. And I remember getting one of those messages. I remember, I don't even remember my MySpace login, but I remember saying, hey, and him going, you know, do the spiel that he did with everybody. And that was brilliant. It was, it's, I mean, it's the same every industry, you know, um, whether it be the printing press, whether it be social media, whether it be the assembly line when that new thing comes in and everybody that's currently in an industry goes, Oh crap. You know, like the record industry when Napster came out or with Spotify, you just, it's, it's, it's the, it's the comment for the dinosaurs, you know, and, and that's what it did for marketing firms and the, the way they're like a, a distributor, but also a content creator and the way they, they, delicately bounce back and forth. I don't care about the legality. Everybody loves to cite, well, it says, you know, this, this legal document says this and they can only do this or they can only do that. I don't really care. I mean, I like kind of, I like to step back and watch the world burn slowly or fast. I don't <laughs> care. And it's really, it's really fun to, to see people just full spectrum one day praise what they do and the next day, you know, cry fire down from heaven on, you know, Silicon Valley. It's just, it's, it's, it's a curious time to be in. I don't think anybody's going to make the right decision. I can pretend to theorize that our corner will, but we're, we're too busy, you know, burning down our own straw huts on our own. <laughs> Let me tell you how ineffective the LP is, okay? Because I'm the state board rep for, for Bucks County, Pennsylvania, right? So for the Libertarian Party. So I have to go to all the state board meetings, either in person or via Zoom, whatever the fuck we do that that, that month. Can I tell you? If it's not a five-hour argument and we don't get anything done, that's every single one. Yes. Dude, last meeting we had, I'm. this is not a joke. This It started at 12 p.m. And I had to leave around 6.30. Gosh. I'm like, I have to go do comedy now. I can't be here anymore. I didn't think I'd still be on this phone call six hours after 12 p.m. And they're only on the second agenda item. Dude, I wish we even talked about an agenda. It was we had a, we had a whole argument about our executive director because it's shady as fuck, and uh, essentially we only employ the state of the LPPA only employs one person, and it's this executive director. Okay, mm. he's supposed to be completely non-bi unbiased and just 
you know, do his job. And, and then, uh, more and more comes out that this motherfucker is like part of the cathedral caucus. And then openly was on Facebook being like, I'm going to resign and work for them and like help them. And I go, okay, so not only you're not biased, which is fine. I'm a Mises guy, right? Whatever. You know, we, most of us are, but we're fine. I don't give a shit. But when you're openly admitting that you're part of the cathedral caucus, who tries to dox and harass my fucking friends and myself, you could go eat a dick. This isn't, this isn't like a difference of a caucus opinion. Now, now you're actively committing and like harassment. So we're like, hey, get this guy the fuck out of here. Like uh, he's clearly by, and and now that was a sick because obviously the fucking base doesn't want him gone because he's part of their team, and, right? And still, right. and still in PA, unfortunately, up until March they'll be out of there in March. Trust me, they'll be the fuck out of there in March. But until March, well, they still have the majority leadership in in the state. So mm-hmm. it got tabled. By the way, didn't even finish it. We didn't even solve the issue. It just got tabled to the next meeting. So six <laughs> hours to get tabled. Gosh, like, good... but we want to combat. We but we want to combat the state. Like, it, it's a joke. We can't even. We can't even get rid of our own shit. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, y'all have a y'all have an interesting situation up there. I've heard, you know, like our um, we had people from here in the state and here in my county party that went to the Pennsylvania rocket, and uh, you know, I heard about it. Heard about it from Mike. Heard about it from multiple people. And, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy I'm like, dude, no experience is wasted. And that really, when someone is aggressive, it reveals their hand and their time preference. And it's a clear showing of, of panic. You know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same reason Republicans and Democrats, you never see them ever give Libertarians or even Greens. They don't even bat an eye because they don't view it as a threat until, you know, Maybe occasionally they'll do a hit piece, but it's the same thing even inside. And it's it's clear, dude. I've seen it. I, I, I watched on the outside. I didn't join the LP, man. Like for, I've been a libertarian since, goodness, I don't know, the first got turned on. I, I, I grew up a neocon, like focused on family, hardcore Christian. I mean, I'm still a Christian, but like going through the the full gambit. You know, you voted this way because Jesus wants you to, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, full, like, Caucasian Jesus on the wall. Yeah, yeah. and you the know, Lord you know, said, the... you must vote for George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, the Bush, I remember, you know, and I remember I was living, um, I grew up in North Carolina. I moved to St. Augustine, Florida. I used to work in this paint shop. And a buddy of mine, he was always listening to talk radio, man. He was always on the talk radio. He's my age, and I'm like, Dude, how old are you? Like you're listening, and sure enough, every every day, every day it was down in Neil Bortz from Atlanta on in the morning, and then I had to listen to Rush Limbaugh, and I was like, I was pretty jazzed up neocon, and so I, you know, I'd, be, I'd wait, I'd listen through the first guy to get to Rush, and uh, Neil Bortz always used to like piss me off because he would bring up stuff and be like, vehemently disagree with him. Well, because that's just not right. And then by the end of the three-hour episode, I'm like, okay, he's got a point. I don't like it, but he's got a point. And even, Neil, you know, Neil was kind of like my gateway drug, if you will, into libertarianism because I think it was during the 08, or I can't remember if it was the 08 or the 12 Ron Paul campaign, and he had Ron on the interview. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't, because, you know, I'm pretty good about, like, pick up on, I'm a, I used, in my former life, I was a master manipulator, and so I can, 
I got a good BS meter. I can read you pretty good. And now I, I here I hear this sweet guy, but yet quietly authoritative with his points because he knows exactly what he believes and right. just you know, you, you don't you don't hear him speaking politically. And I was like, it, it blew me away. I was like, okay. And I had I had voted for Obama the first, you know, in '08 because I was like, hey man, if this is paying penance for the past or if this is whatever or you know, I bought his. He was a great snake oil salesman. I bought it. I was like, dude, dude. like I, I get the chill bumps when I hear this guy talk about absolutely nothing. I mean, he's selling me a mayonnaise sandwich with no content, but man, he does it good. Dude, they always said yeah. Hitler was a great speaker. Yeah, dude, like, every, he was a great public speaker. Like all the evil people are really good at publicly <laughs> speaking. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Looking back on it, but like I, I, got, I was like, what is this? And you know, it was either vote for him or a guy held together with duct tape and formaldehyde. And I'm like, I'm, I can't vote for this other guy. He just, you know. And then Ron picked up steam in 2012. And I was like, dude, this, this guy's, I guess, the chosen one. And then, then I, I kind of viewed it after he got, you know, shafted. I was just like, yeah, politics sucks. I, I can't do this. And then yeah. I, I voted for Gary Johnson in 16. And, and didn't, I mean, he was okay. I just didn't have that energy. I don't, I, I don't know where the energy went. And then 2020, it was there. It really bummed me out. Like it, it bums me out to see missed opportunity and that, and I'm a salesman, right? I, that's my, my job by trade. I've been a salesman since I got out of high school. So being a salesperson, identifying a need and an issue like COVID and not even, not even crack a tweet till it's well past election season really bummed me out. I mean, I, I, I voted, I, I voted libertarian, but I, I, I was not energetic about it. I remember when I got handed the sign at the rally, I left it there when you know, I didn't <laughs> even bring the sign home because it was just like, eh. not very go through the motions and I didn't join the party. I didn't join the party, man. I didn't join until I was on um, I was on Facebook and I noticed this guy that I was Facebook friends with and I used to I have a ton of Facebook friends from touring metal music and stuff and I saw this guy and he was always sharing Ron Paul stuff always sharing controversial stuff that I agreed with and I was like what dude who are you like why are we friends you know and <laughs> and and, and, and uh, it was Michael Heiss and he's like oh well, do you know this thing that we've got going on and I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought I was the only one, you know. I saw, I thought I was the only one that was like this. And he's like, no, 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 check it out. Get added to the group, get introduced, get caught up to speed. And I was like, maybe there is a hope to, you know. That was my my gateway finally saying, okay, I'm going to get in this Libertarian Party thing. And no, if no one else is going to do it, I'll, I'll at least try, you know. And, and to be able to, you know, going, me and my vice chair here in the county, me and uh, Glenn, we went to the Take You in Action Bash. And it was like, there's nothing quite like, I call it feeding your soul, dude. Like being surrounded by energy and this sounds really woo-woo. Like I'm not going to break out magic crystals or anything or sage, but like it, it, there's something to coming together with like-minded people and like-minded values and revving up that engine and it's exciting and you need it you know and I, 
even a Tesla, you got to plug it in and charge it every now and then. Like you, you need your, your energy stores or else you get weary and well-doing and you burn out and you fade away. And so it's so vital, man, to plug in with your peers and, and to realize you got to, I hate collectivist language, but we, we got, we do have to surround each other with that, man. And when someone's feeling, you know, when someone's carrying too much weight, don't be afraid to step up and say, dude, I got you, you know? And that's, that's something it's, it's really tough for libertarians to say or ask for, but we got enough, we got enough muscle here. If we really want to get this thing where it needs to go, we got to be willing to step up when needed, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of like where I'm thinking. I, I agree. I mean, like, I've been, I've been doing a lot of comedy as a lot of, a lot of Mises events, you know, and like when you're there and like, you see like how many people show up and how many people are enthusiastic about it. And then you look at the other side of the aisle, like all the cathedral people and like, I'm like, Oh, you guys couldn't get 40 people in a room together if you fucking tried. And like, they're jealous of that, like passion and enthusiasm. And that's why they're always saying we're lying and we're cheating because they can't drum up the same honest enthusiasm we can't and, and yeah. like seeing that makes me feel like oh maybe there is a path to this but then like again i go to those board meetings i'm like ah now we're fucked we're gonna get out of this <laughs> like it just, it's such a fucking like diametrically opposed feeling i get like so it's like it's like, it's like the scales are just so un unbalanced it's fucking nuts but it is I mean, it is weird dude like I, I was at the i was at the uh lnc meeting where they strung up Karen Ann, I was one of the people that spoke on her behalf. That was and I was, too. dude, I was, I was just like, look, like, I feel like I'm sitting in a hearing during the Obama administration, canceling a whistleblower. Like, this is what it feels <laughs> like. And, and whether, and, and I'm like, you know, I, my thing was this, if, if, if the optics of the party and decorum, et cetera, et cetera, is so vital and important to this body, then you have to understand whether intentional or not the timing to her looks from the outside as suspect and as punishing a whistleblower whether that's what you're doing or not if the optics are important to you for the party mm -hmm. that's what it looks like and nobody wants to be a part of that and it i mean it does, doesn't matter and it was gross because that, that was the first rebuttal i heard was like well you know she's been like this for years and coincidentally you just waited to make these motions after mm -hmm. she blew whistles on on things or audited things or took record like the timing you know why didn't you do that you had a million different chances why didn't you do it even the whole like this whole bullshit live like decorum stuff we're fucking libertarians <laughs> we're yeah, have you been to one of our conventions like, like we're supposed to be the fringe we're supposed to be like nah <laughs> fuck that i'm not saying in official meetings being asked i'm i get you still have but like this whole like she said a nasty word like fuck you Eat my dick. Like, try that. You know, it's it just, it's just so much of this. But it's like anything they could say or do to try to fucking nail anybody. They that that's why it's like you look at that and you go, oh, you're the establishment. You're just no better than the D's or R's. Like, you gotta get the fuck out of here too. All these guys, all these guys and women gotta go. They just gotta go. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And I, I think Pennsylvania of 2022, that convention, like our convention, I think will shape. This is just my guess. Will shape the national convention arena. So, like, I think if we could take over PA, I think we take over LN, the LNC. But that's just my Dude, guess. I, I don't know. 
I could, I mean, I could definitely see it that way. And I mean, as, as PA goes, the, the country goes, isn't that the slogan? If it's not, it should be. I don't know. Uh, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am doing, so here's, okay, this is wild. So uh, I got asked to do stand up at the convention this year. The now last year I did stand up at the convention, but it was the Mises separate. It was the Mises, Mises after party. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't part of the actual convention. So I got contacted by like LPPA people being like, Hey, we want to have you do stand up. And I was like, this is a trap. I called, <laughs> dude, I called Heist on the phone and I was like, Hey, am I, is this a trap to fuck us? <laughs> like, why are they asking me to do, they know who I am. It's like, they, right. you know, they know who I am. They know I'm, I'm Mises. They, they hundred percent know who the fuck I am. So why are they asking me to do this? And he's like, no, I think because they still won't take like a Dave or like a malice or whoever. So they go, I think they're olive branches. You, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, <laughs> so should I do it? He's like, fuck yeah, do it. He's like, do it. Of course do it. I was like, all right. So now I'm, I am doing it, but I, 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 I'm still convinced I'm going to get fucked. Somehow. <laughs> this is going to be like a trap. Well, dude, So, so you bring that up, you know, it's funny. Like I remember I talked to, I talked to Robbie and I talked to Luke and I was like, I don't understand, and maybe it's in the workings. Maybe I'm just naive to this. I don't understand. I, I personally think we as a party, there's so few of us, and there's a lot of specialization, whether it be comics, whether it be artists, musics, you know, business owners, whatever. And we want to support each other. You know, you want to support like-minded people. I don't understand why there's not an allocation of each state's or, or the LNC national budgets for internal entertainment of quality mm-hmm. like i don't understand why you know the comedians that are cared you know card carrying members aren't there's eight of rotation. us there's only eight of yeah. us <laughs> yeah exactly and it, and it's like that to me that what you spread it around you give quality entertainment it's not somebody you know i don't know giving a a really bad sleepy speech about a, a certain obscure policy that you know bores everyone to tears it's actually funny it's up i mean it was it was flawless at the you know the take human action thing. It was it was amazing, you know everybody was in a great mood. It couldn't have went off, you know, any better in my opinion. And I think that we need that at each state convention. People need need to feel jazzed and excited, you know, because it's Dude, been a rough it, a rough go. It's so weird doing stand up at all like these things because like Tom Woods is there and like Jeff Dice is there and I'm telling dick jokes to Tom Woods and Jeff Dice and they're laughing and I'm like this is weird <laughs> I remember I told I told a priest fucking joke to, at the Tom, when Tom Woods is in the audience oh. and, I was like, and I remember looking over and be like is he laughing? Okay cool <laughs> he's laughing at it <laughs> he's either laughing or yawning because it's 9 o'clock you know it's yeah. like <laughs> it's it just just a weird like you know i remember it's also my in to also introduce myself to these people i like i remember like uh jeff dice was at the pa mises bash and i walked over and it was like i was waiting for everybody else to go over to him and talk to him and like at the slow now i was like hey jeff hey i'm having another very nice to meet you uh you laughed at my dick joke remember that remember that five minutes ago <laughs> that's funny <laughs> dude that's amazing Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I would. Dicky chiming in, telling us he yelled "drunk Italian bad words" at Tom Woods. <laughs> Good job. Dude, that's what that's what happens too when you get when you get a few uh, some liquid, get the buoyancy level up in some of these boys. You know, you never. I was actually, I'm actually amazed that everybody was on the best behavior at Fairfax, which you know, it's not like we're on C-SPAN and somebody has to get naked on stage like a typical libertarian get together. Dude, Fairfax but, was fun as fuck. 
<laughs> it was, that was dude. That was a it fun. Was, that was, was a super fun uh, event, dude. Me, uh, that was uh, yeah, Lou and Robbie. That was me, Lou and yeah. Robbie were there. Yeah, it was fun as hell, man. That was a. Uh, I'm we're, I'm definitely doing more of those next year. I just like again, I was talking to oh, you yeah. about coming down to to do a southern run. I think I'm gonna look into that. Oh yeah, which, man. Yeah. Which leads me into uh, you being in Tennessee. Finally, forty minutes in this fucking podcast, and talk about <laughs> <laughs> um, what you guys are trying to do down there. And like, I know you're telling me some stuff, so if you want to elaborate on that, yeah, dude. So it's it's I'm a multi-dimensional guy. Um, you know, I'm the uh, three months in, maybe four, I don't know, chair of the Montgomery County Libertarian Party. We have a, an elected Libertarian City Councilwoman and Trish Butler. She does great. Um, she pushes that City Council really hard. Uh, and we have a good uh, independent former libertarian county commissioner in Josh Bill, who does that on the county side. And on in, in regards to in, internally in the party, I've been, you know, I've been listening and, and I'll bring up the the dreaded Hoppa name of what must be done. Um, and, I, you know, listening, stewing and, and realistically, like, I can't take on the state by myself. But what I can do is I've already got a head start in my local party. So. You know, we just announced uh, another county commissioner, Libertarian, Joey Dassinger, announced his run. I've got two more Libertarian candidates to run on the same county commission. And my theory is they can't stop us all. Right. So I'm going to my goal is to run at least five, maybe more, all focused at the commission or city council level and just overrun these boomer cons. And, dude, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate we're military town, so. A lot of the military, mm. nobody knows about government waste more than the guy that has to use a $35 ink pen every time he uses an ink pen on base. And right. um, we're really, we got a lot of good stuff here going here. And then inside the state, you know, I'm ambassador for this group for all Tennessee and we're nonpartisan and it was by design. They've been around less than a year and they did something, you know, I was skeptical at first when I went, I went to a meeting and they're like, this is what we've done. And I was like, you, you've got to be kidding me because that sounds like a law and order episode. And by the end, it's a happy ending. Like you're lying. And he's like, no, here it is. And Justin Cornett and Josh Eckel, the former uh, chair of the state party, put together this nonpartisan nonprofit, dude. And in, in less than a year, uh, basically a backdoor ban on civil asset forfeiture. They raised the cap to $10,000 legal fee reimbursements when it was just $600 wow. and the average civil asset forfeiture case is like two grand in the state. So by law of average, it drastically reduces the amount of those cases that take place. They protected local businesses by removing mayors and local health officials from deeming anybody essential or not, even in a state of emergency. And the biggest thing that blew me away was in my, in my opinion, the best, if not the only uh, police reform bill, like they had been no knock raids, ban chokeholds, mandatory de-escalation training, mandatory intervention of excessive force of a peer, no shooting and moving vehicles. And and when it went to session, it got zero no votes. Wow. Like, like they were like, they basically were like, we don't want to make the news for the wrong things. And this all happened with a group that had 34 members at the time, 34 right. active That's members. Impressive. Yeah. Well, they were like, they were, I remember when I first joined the staff, they were like, uh, you know, we only had 34 members. And I'm like, dude, that's the, you're like the Rambo of, of lobbying. <laughs> like you went in literally that lean, cleaned house. And it was amazing, dude. Like there's people that are members that are democratic socialists, libertarians, a lot of libertarians. Uh, you got right-wingers in there. 
streamers in there, people that don't know what they are in there. And it's literally an activist community where you everybody takes their shoes off at the door ideologically, sitting a party thing. We focus on the issues, and then all of a sudden you're like, I grew this guy on this. And it's yeah. really cool to be able to like single issue coalition build with someone who majority of the time you would you're at the opposite ends of the room because you just can't physically stand being around them <laughs> and and it's awesome dude it really is it blew me away and it's like i was like uh, you know i'm like okay this has got to be a ponzi scheme what is this come on you know i'm at this meeting and he's like no this is what you do it's literally six dollars a month whether you it's six dollars a month to be a member right and so the cost of a starbucks coffee and whether you don't donate the cost of a starbucks coffee or the cost of six starbucks franchises you get one vote at the table. Right. So the only time I'll say full democratization and not throw up, it is fully democratized. (laughs) Everybody gets one vote towards the issue. You allocate your dollars towards just your specific issue. And, dude, we got a heck of a list. That's what I tagged you on the other day. Yeah. That's some of the the issues that we're looking at. Um, I I think the – I'm very optimistic about Tennessee. Tennessee is – it's got a rich history being the volunteer state. And, you know, I talked to Michael Bolden actually at the um, human action event. We're getting an influx and a lot of like your old timer, because we're traditionally a red state. A lot of your old time red blood Republicans are kind of freaking out a little bit because we're getting a lot of New York, a lot of LA, a lot of Chicago piling in here. And I view it almost as a win because with the redistricting and certain regions turning purple, there are certain social issues like, you know, decrim, um, you know, uh, stuff that traditionally people wouldn't have batted an eye at are now like, OK, I guess yeah, I guess we need to if we want to if we want to stay elected, we should probably do that, you know, because. That's just kind of what it, what is the malice quote, you know, conservatives or progressives driving the speed limit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a, a conservative is a progressive policy and a conservative says, no, wait, 10 years. You know, and that's that's basically how it works. So that's where we're at now, and we've got all these issues that we're looking at doing, man. And I I encourage them. I'm like, guys, y'all y'all got a secret sauce here. We open session next month. Y'all have a secret sauce. I'm eager to to bottle it and ship it out to the rest of these states. Yeah, because it it's it's a cool formula. You know, I, I talked to Scott Horton at Free at uh, Freedom Fest, and he was like, "What? <laughs> I'll clear my skin. Come on the show." That's you know, a good Scott so, Horton impression. <laughs> I, I, wait, let me let me melt into the chair because he was he was pretty he was pretty good. What? There's no way, you know. And uh, and sure enough, he had, he cleared his schedule and had us on the following week. And so it's been exciting. And I think one, it almost sounds like some kind of libertarian scheme, or you know. And everybody's been burned by that kind of stuff. But I was just like, I'm gonna join, and I've got a unique skill set, you know. Salesman, I catch the fish, I pass them down the line to be cleaned and cooked. That's my job. So I try to get people jazzed up. And it's also nice, you know, we as libertarians, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a libertarian and I'm an Oakland Raider fan or Las Vegas Raider fan. I'm used uh, to being dedicated yeah. to losing. <laughs> so it's, it, it feels nice to get some actual policy things done. And uh, it's, it can be done. That's what's encouraging, man. It can be done. That's the biggest white pill for me is, is being able to see people come together as much as the unifying mumbo jumbo as that sounds, people coming together on issues and actually solving things. And it's also I like to I like you know I like to tell people piss or get off the pot. 
You know, we deliver when people, we deliver where people just love to campaign. And it's all, it's fun with people's issues. Like if you really, if you just want to campaign on it, sorry, you know, we're going to solve it. And that's what we're doing, man. No, I, 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 I really like what you guys are doing. I also like the fact that you're electing people, like people are getting elected to like actual positions of power to actually influence change. Which is like fuck the presidency, fuck governors. I mean, like it's like it's all about local shit, dude. Like, like the more local you go, the more you'll get shit done. Like I've been noticing that over the last year, more and more and more. Um, I also, again, I, like I said, I like that you're actually going after like city council and stuff like that because in fucking PA, dude, have you have you heard <laughs> of the Molten maneuver? Has that no, huh? you yet? Okay. His name is this guy Chuck Moulton, who's whatever. I don't fucking, I don't. He's fucking fuck him. Fuck him too. And, and essentially, he's like uh, the whole idea is: oh, run libertarians in every open seat possible, like you know, auditor, general inspector of elections, whatever the fuck it's called. And that so like we have as of now, hundred and fifty four elected libertarians to the PA, which is the most in the country. Now that sounds impressive, but it's not. It's not because when you look into it, it's like, oh, I won auditor that no one ran for. Cool. Tell me right now how auditor of fucking Bucks County is going to help influence liberty in the in the county. Go. Oh, you can't? Right. So shut the fuck up. It, it's like they 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 love that. They love the dude, they suck the dick of the multi maneuver, like the fucking establishment here. And I'm like, mm. I'm not saying don't run an unopposed camp, don't you know run an unopposed spot. I'm not saying that. But the amount of time and money they are like they're just so mm. focused on that. And because this is what they like to do. They like to go, look, we got 154 elected, you know, the self on the pat the pat on the back thing. Hey man, it means nothing though. It means nothing. Four, five, maybe 20 of those actually help. Like like a guy in Bucks County, he actually got on the school board, which is great. Right. Cause like yeah. he can actually influence, like, now fuck this man. Like, that's great. That's important. I don't give a fuck about auditor. Or inspector of election, I don't give a fuck because no one's going to the inspector of election and be like, "Hey, how do you feel about gun rights?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It's it's just fucking stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah. And then when then their their biggest thing in PA against us is like, you guys don't even want to run candidates if you if you win. You just want to talk about messaging. I'm like, no one said that. <laughs> no one said that. We could do both. So the, some of these people can't chew gum and walk. Like it, it really it really like. I'm looking at it from a pragmatic sense. Okay, um, they're not a caucus anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but I'm not, I mean I had I had friends you know, I, and I still have friends that were, you know, that's whatever. I'm friends with everybody, but I'm Switzerland. But like, um, speaking, you take your wins where you can get your wins, and and you should be able to you should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You can have really good, passionate, inspiring messaging, and be really good campaigns and getting elected right and 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 i you know one of the things is people let's be serious people only pay attention until recently i would argue they only pay attention in those four-year cycles so you you need a strong presidential campaign with solid libertarian messaging by law of average to to get the swell of dissent from everybody but now we have this unique gift James, where now yeah you've got people storming the gates of the school board meetings and you've got Soccer moms dedicating to pull their kids out of school and run for a little waffle. You've got this. And it's a unique, unique, really good time. I mean, one of the guys that I'm going to run as a candidate was a, he was a Republican. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm, I'm tired of taxes going up. I'm tired of the spending. Like, like I, I might as well burn my wallet on fire. I'm so tired of it. These people don't follow through on anything. I met with him and he's like, I'm agreeing with everything you say. I'm like, I know this. You know, it's not hard. All you have to do is, is I'm a huge proponent of what you say is not nearly as important as how you say it and when you say it. And by that, I mean, you need the messaging to be effective and you need it, you know, it's the honey vinegar thing, I guess. You, you knowing how to say our message in a, in a relatable way to a money who, if you want to get elected, you have to communicate with. You can't just come full, you know, unabridged Rothbard book upside the head, the school board mom who literally has one issue on her mind and it's her kid. Like it, it's not, you know, time and place. I love those books. I'm re- re-listening now to Conceived in Liberty series. Okay. I love it. That's over here. If, if, if I want my community to be more libertarian, I do need to, like you said, take the seats that have the bigger ink pen that actually affect local policy. And in order to take the policy, I get people in those seats and Knowing when to have certain conversations and who to have those with is important. You and me, we are qualified to have internal Mises caucus debate over strategy within the Mises caucus. Right. Me and my mom are not qualified to have that conversation, man. It's two right. different wavelengths. And libertarians are the worst about not knowing what frequency they need to be tapped into. Yeah, and yeah. they waste energy and they turn people off because of it. Dude, I'm guilty of that myself, and I'm trying to get better Same. at it. Like, I, I like, because we, I, it's kind of like that. Like, we know too much, and I'm not trying to be like a cocky asshole. I just, I don't mean like we're like I, our IQ is like fucking too. I just mean like we understand history and we understand politics. And we understand trends of politics and history Right. So it's all those. So we're like, like, like again, my wife and I were talking at dinner today. And I was like, hey, remember when I looked at you in March of 2019 and I was like, this is never going to go away. <laughs> this all goes. I was like, I was right. Not because I'm a fucking genius at all. I'm retarded. But like, I just know this. I know history. Right. And you look at history and you go, when has power ever given itself up with that violent revolution? Oh, never. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's like literally yeah. never. Oh, okay. It, it, never, never, ever, 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 ever has it once. <laughs> so, so we know all this shit. It's like the man who knew too much type of thing. Yeah, it is. And, and that's why like, I love the LPNH Twitter handle. And I think we need that, that extreme punch in the mouth people, but we also need people to be like, that's true, but here's how we could do it in steps. Because like you know, LPNH would be like ban all public schools, and they're right. Oh, but we know that. But to tell Dude, the yeah. average person, hey, ban all public, they're like what? <laughs> like they're like I don't. Understand. Why would you do that? And you're like, well, because it's evil and it's a monopoly of violence and it's a, blah, 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 a monopoly of so, education, whatever. And and but you you could just, you got to break it down to like parts for people, and that you can't just be like, what are you retarded? Pull your kid out of public school. Like it's not going to work on the average person. Dude, I've been and I called Heist a few weeks ago. We do these weekly Liberty meetups in nashville and i called him before going in and i've been thinking about it the old you know the old rothbard quote about rothbard button quote you know would you push it so fast um you know if you if the, you know the but the buttons yeah. in the state or whatever mm-hmm. would you push it so and i was like dude you know something that, that i've never heard the context of is, is what does that button look like what does it look like what does that experience you know what if that button looks like something we don't deem it to be i mean you know what if that button 
that button realistically in the real world yes the end game is we want the state gone but but what if we have to put in the work to unravel it you know you don't you don't take a ball of yarn and set it on fire if you want all the string you have to unravel it and make it usable again and yeah i you know i'm an ancap absolutely i'm an ancap but if we can just get to that realistically get to that five or ten percent difference willing to have that you know but want us to be able to you know make sure the mayor can't shut down the mom and pop business down the street again let's let's start there and you know once again this is me and you having a conversation this is a conversation i'm not going to have with my coworker because right, he yeah. wants to talk about right. hey man did you see that dolphins touchdown you know he doesn't care about anatomy of the state right how many times i recite it to him in my nice southern accent he, he, he couldn't, if he cared any less, he'd be dead. You know, like I have to realize that I want him to know that maybe I'll find my angle in, but that takes timing and that takes effort. And right now I got to start where I'm at. And that's, that's what we all have to do, man. And it's, this is edifying. You know, I'm a, I'm a ministry background guy. This is an edifying process. You know, don't forsake the assembling of the States or the, uh, the States, God, no, the assembling of the saints. That's what I'm talking about. You you got to get together. There's an energy that we do, whether it be through podcast form, whether it be through stand up sets, whether it be through getting together over drinks, whatever. Right. You know, we've got to come together, and it's 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 and I say come together. We we need community, and I'm really I'm really amazed, man, at what I got to give. You know, super kudos to what Mike and Jeff put together. I'm very very. Uh, humbled to even be a remote, small little dot on that. And I'm really excited about what we got going forward. And, you know, I recommend everybody give us a shot. Put it this way. All the stuff that I've heard, I'm half Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Involved in something. If this was the, uh, you know, the whites only league. Yeah. That's well, it. Couldn't be further from the, tr- from the truth. Well, that's that's the other annoying lie. I, I just. I gotta argue when I see when the I, I, okay I don't know did you see the Mises documentary they put out about the PA convention yeah. and all that shit that fat fuck whoa what's his, I didn't want I you know what fuck is this name's name's not important um when he stood up in the middle of the fucking actual convention and was like well that side of the tent's full of racist white men and I look around and our side the Mises side had all the women who were hot and all of the, and all of the people of color. Then you look at their side. It's a bunch of angry white dudes, not us, them, and a bunch of frumpy chicks. And you're like, you're all white. Who the fuck are you to tell me that we're racist? It's I'm like, and, but, and when he said that we had, I don't want to, I don't want to blow up this guy's spot, but like we had a Hispanic guy with us. He's like, how can you say that to my face? I'm fucking Hispanic. And I'm because I did, I disagree with you ideologically. I'm a racist white man now. Like he just fucking, he made him look like such an asshole. And like he pulled him aside and talked to him, and he just fucking made him look like such a dick. And I was like, yeah, these people are fucking trash. Like they're lying trash is all they are, and all they can do is spit out lies and fucking bullshit. When again, look at the fucking tent. You could everyone. I encourage you to go to the Mises Caucus Liberty uh, YouTube channel and go watch that documentary. The whole left side of that tent is Mises, pretty much Mises Caucus, and it's all the diversity, all of it. That right side is a bunch of fucking angry white people. Yeah, and it happened naturally. That's the beauty of it. Yes. You know, yes. that's 
Yeah, watch it. Watch it. You know, watch I, it. I, I, I will argue with people on that too. I'm, I'm on there very briefly telling a dick joke. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I'm on there very briefly. Not my name, just me telling a dick joke. <laughs> they did not know my name. I was like, "What the fuck, guys? <laughs> you couldn't give me that shout out, cunts." Of course, that's his last name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over the. I'm just over there. There, fuck it. I just, I just want them to lose for all the obvious reasons that we want, right? Like to better the fucking party, to better our our, our advancement towards liberty. I also want them to lose because I hate them and I want them to cry about it. <laughs> I want to see their autistic screeching. I want that. I also want that too. I can want all of it. <laughs> I can want all of it. Yeah, you can, you can, you know, you can take the whole cake. I do suppose. Yeah, but uh. I'll be, I mean, before we wrap it up, anything else in Tennessee you got going on that like you really want to promote? Like anything, other, other big things that you guys got going um, on out there? Well, let's see. We got we to gotta get you coming to do a set soon. Oh, um, definitely. I'll bring down if bring anyone, my boys. Yeah, we have a, we do. We got a strong, a strong group. Uh, uh, shout out to my buddy Casey Sable, the original singer from Periphery. He moved to Nashville with his fiance. We do weekly get togethers. We call it, I guess, Whiskey Church. Every Friday we get together at his place, and it's all li- full spectrum liberty moment. You got your agorists, your caps, your That's minarchists, bold. your people that don't know what they are. We and it's growing. We're you know, there's Tom Woods has a very faithful following here that I'm in uh, as well, and it's like Wait, it's are, swelling, dude. Are you closer to uh, Nashville or uh, or uh, the other big city? Oh, Jesus Christ, Adam! So I'm, uh, I'll get it. I'm hold 40- on, Nashville, and hold on. What the fuck's the other city you guys? have? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We got Knoxville. We got Memphis. We got Memphis. It was Memphis. Memphis. Thank you. Memphis. Memphis is a good three hours away. I'm 40 minutes north of Nashville in Clarksville, but I I work in Nashville every day. Well, I would, first of all, I'm dying to check out that city. I've always had, I don't even like country music, but my wife does. I would, I would bring, you don't have to go down, but, uh, but I, I did town looks fucking fun as fuck, but yeah, I would definitely, um, that we definitely come down there and set up like a Mises comedy show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we'll do it. We'll do it. I've already uh, already got confirmation from Georgia, and of course, I didn't call Kentucky this week because they, you know, the uh, Naders came through. But uh, so they're doing the cleanup. But oh, yeah. Um, right, right. yeah, dude, we're uh, we're kicking it here in the Volunteer State, and it's only getting better. So, dude, fuck yeah, man. Um, plug all your stuff before we get out of here. Anywhere anyone wants you to follow or, or any Tennessee stuff, please let. Me yeah, know. yeah. Um, four uh, A L L tn.org that's the for all tennessee website if you want to check it out scope it out hit the issues fill out the survey donate join etc etc uh that's my really only plug and i'm on the old fake book and in the discord um for the caucus until next time awesome uh guys you know where to find me at i'm not all stuff social media check me out on the road soon uh again go listen to uh, the cult of us my, my comedy podcast and of course porcupine is available everywhere uh josiah you're the man dude this was fun i uh, don't leave when i when i kick you off we'll, we'll talk after but uh this is it another episode of the porcupine everybody thanks for listening peace thanks for listening find adam on social media twitter and ig at adam nutter or facebook and tiktok at adam nutter comedy and for podcasts and merch check out www.droptent.com Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
This has been a Drop Tent Media Production. <laughs>